This is Eric from Alabama. And I'm Jerry in Boston. We want to welcome our listeners from the United States and around the world. It's another Sunday podcast. September morn. Okay. That's all the, the only lyrics I know. September. Good God. Eric. <laughs> September. <laughs> How was your Labor Day? Welcome. <laughs> very, very welcome. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, it's just the unofficial end of summer. And, uh, you know, I think we talked about it on the last episode. It's like, where did it go? I mean, for you guys, you know, it still stays kind of warm for the next, you know, 10 months. Oh, it's it's hot <laughs> until Christmas. Right. But here, you know, it won't be too long. The leaves will be turning color and the cold will set in and you just listen to hear those birds dropping out of the trees. Oh, well. <laughs> Enough about the weather. How are you? Doing well. You doing all right? I'm doing okay. I'm better than I deserve. I'm a little wet, but better than I deserve. <laughs> Good. <laughs> just feeling kind of kind of wet today. Damp. I don't know what it is. Anyway, you know, you've, you've worked, you've worked a couple of jobs in your life, right? And, uh, I was thinking about this, um, the other day when I was, uh, again, a lot of the, a lot of the stories that I have come from, from passengers in my, in my car when I do all the rides here. And this triggered uh, a whole long discussion about, uh, work habits and and uh, more so work excuses than anything else. Um, so you've been you've worked obviously <clears throat> for for a, a number of years. You must have seen and or heard some of the strangest excuses as to why people can't come to work for any particular day. Have you not? Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. any pop into your head? You know, without without name, but just like, you know, somebody called in sick or called in something. And it was like, hmm, that's one for the books. Well, you think on that for a second. See, and I'll, I haven't. Oh, go ahead. You know, see, I haven't had any like that where you're like, whoa, like, how did that happen? I have. It's more like where they're out, but they're always out for stupid stuff and you know the real reason and they come in and you know they call in and you've been working for 10 minutes 20 minutes maybe an hour that morning and they haven't shown up and you're doing the job all by yourself and you're like and then all of a sudden someone tells you hey so-and-so isn't going to be here because of blah 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 and in your mind you're thinking yeah that's typical i know what's happening you know they say they don't feel well 
but you know really why they haven't shown up or whatever. Right, and, right. And, but, you know, at that point, at that point, it's like, especially when it's a habit like that, when they do it all the time, you're like, you know, that's okay with me. I'd rather just work by myself. <laughs> you see, you see a lot I, of, I, I do better sometimes by myself. You see a lot of absentee, uh, isms on, uh, Mondays and Fridays, right? People having a getting ready for weekend, run a long weekend, or they're recovering from the weekend or whatever. I mean, that, yeah, that happens everywhere, right? But this, the, 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 there was a few stories, experiences that I that I had. And I did some managing various companies uh, and jobs in the past, and so I used to take some of these calls, or or people would tell me, you know, reasons that they would have to leave earlier. Or something like that, and and uh, I always found some of them to be quite um, unusual. I guess is is the word. Oh, for yes, is what you mean? <laughs> yeah, in some cases, probably. So there was we had um, we had an employee many many years ago that. Was was a a habitual uh, absentee, and there was no pattern really to it. He wasn't out every Monday or every Friday, none of that. But but it was it was like he just didn't feel like working, and he would go through the typical call in. I'm not coming in today or whatever. But then it got to the point where he wasn't being believed. And my manager at the time was like, you need to talk to, you know, your employee. And so, you know, we'd have to sit down and I'd try to be nice. Go, Look, you know, you've been out you know, so many days and, so, you know, and the rules are this, that, and the other thing. And here's what can happen in the future. So this one particular day, I get the phone call from this individual and he, he says, I'm, uh, I'm at the gas station at the corner, and I'm calling you from the men's room. And I he went into detail, which we didn't. We're not going to go into here, but we that I didn't need to know. And this is prior to cell phones, so we're going back to like the '80s, late '80s, early '90s. So he, somehow he managed to get a phone in the bathroom. According to him, gets a phone in the bathroom, and he he's literally. Across the street from from the workplace, he's now driven forty five minutes to get to work, and decides that you know it's okay. Be well. But the one that finally, the straw that finally broke the camel's back, was when he took a can of Dinty Moore beef stew, and he spread it on his desk. And added some sort of cologne, <laughs> some sort of cologne or some sort of fragrance to it, and tried to convince me that he had just vomited <laughs> and he needed to go home. <laughs> so, um, first of all, it, I at that point I didn't I didn't care, <clears throat> and so I challenged him. I said, "Well, first of all." You shouldn't, you should chew your food. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> because he didn't even bother to cut it up. He just dumped the can on the desk. And I said, <laughs> and I see the can in in the trash can. <laughs> and it's not lunchtime, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, like, anyway, <laughs> we ended up parting ways with, with him. But that's probably the one that comes to mind the most uh, the most time. And then the one that was really strange was the employee that told me halfway through the day that he la- he had to leave because he just got a call that he had to go pull the plug on his grandmother. who was on some sort of life support. He never he never came back to work. The one was doing the traveling around the country stuff, so I thought that was, like, very strange. Uh, I, <clears throat> I mean, and there's probably a few more, but those are the two that stick out in my in my head. And it was a, it was a passenger that said to me, complaining about, one of their employees or something who was constantly making this person go into work or something, or maybe it was a coworker or whatever. So it reminded me, I said, no, I gotta, I'll share that story. So very strange. You never did that, right? No. Didn't eat more beef stew or. Always felt bad if I missed work. Even, even if I was in the bed, like sick, throwing up, you know, pooping myself. I, I always felt like I was letting people down and like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm sick. You know, I, I I should be there. You know, I'm a crap bag for for being sick and all this stuff. I always felt like that. You know, I was brought up that if you did not go to school, if you had like headache or you said, "Ma, I got a headache. I'm going to school, whatever," and you stayed out of school. Uh in my house, you were not allowed to go out. The entire day. You couldn't, after school was over, you couldn't go out and play with your friend. You were sick. You were in the oh, house. Yeah. until and that was a rule in my house. So much that it was drilled into my head that when I started my first job out of high school, full-time job, I'm an adult, I'm 18, and I probably worked for two or three or four years without a day off, and I was still living at home, and I said, I, I, I was legitimately sick. And I said, I, I called in, and I said I was I would be out. And I remember turning to my mother and saying, is it okay if I go out? <laughs> 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 because in my head it was a rule if you banged in sick, yeah. you know, you didn't go out. She And, of course, she I think she laughed and she said, boy, I really brought you guys up right, you know. To, <laughs> she goes, yeah, of course, <laughs> you're an adult, you know, you're yeah. working. That's not, you know. But that was just, uh, yeah. just something was like drilled into your yeah, into your head. My my mom, my mom was the kind like you know, if you didn't feel well in the morning, mom was like, ah, drink some water, you'll be fine. You're going to school. Like now, if I was sick, and I mean I had to be sick, then I would stay home from school. I mean, like waking up with a fever of like you know a hundred or something, and then then you know it, it, if I woke up with a fever and I just felt like crap maybe i threw up in the night or something then i wouldn't go to school and and there was no like you know you're not going out it was like i didn't want to go out because i felt like crap i would just lay right. on the couch you know like actually sick but well that maybe was go outside and take a walk in the woods or something maybe just to get some fresh air but but never 
you know, it, it, you know, my parents were always like, you know, you're fine. <laughs> Get over it until, <laughs> until I wasn't, you know, and then, and then, and then I would stay home. But I don't remember being out sick at all much, but, you know, maybe once. And it was only for maybe two or three days. Yeah, very, very but. rare for me. Uh, when I was when I was very young, first, second grade, I had some some issues where um, I would go to school and then end up being sick at school. Um, but as an adult, or as I get older, rather, not really. And again, the incentive was if you if you don't go to school, you you don't go out. And it could have been a beautiful day. There could have been yeah. something going on. So you went to school. Now the world changed a little bit. If you're sick, we don't want you to come to work, you know, um, right, because right. we don't want to get everybody else sick. And, and not just COVID, but prior to that, too, it became like, hey, if you're sick, stay home. You know, we don't, nobody, yeah. nobody likes being sick. I got one more. One I more. Remember, Go ahead. Oh, I remember it, it weird. A couple of years ago, I was subbing um, at a high school and, you know, flu season hits schools super hard. Some years it's it's pretty bad. And there were several years ago, uh, this is way before, a couple of years before COVID, but everybody had the flu and the flu was going around so bad that um, there was a middle school here in Alabama that was thinking about closing down because so many kids were out with it. And every school, about half the kids were out with the flu. And so they needed substitutes like nobody's business. And so I had jobs out the wazoo. And so every classroom that I went into was just, I mean, it, every, you know, I'd read, I'd read the notes that the teacher left and it was, uh, I have the flu or my kid has the flu. And so I'll be out for the whole week or whatever. Here are the lesson plans and all that stuff. So, but, and, and, you know, I would take role and half of the kids would be out and the kids, I'd be like, where's so-and-so? And they'd be like, oh, he's got the flu. He's out. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to get it. I'm like, I don't, I'm, this is it. I'm going to be out with the flu in about a couple days, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I never got it. And and the thing is, is like, um, uh, it was a couple weeks later after all this stuff died down, I hadn't taken a sub job after that, like for several days. All of a sudden, I got sick with the flu, and I was out for four or five days. Oh. <laughs> In the height of it, I never got it, and then it was like once it passed, I got it. It was done. Well, you know, know that was, that. you know, that happens. Uh, they needed you when they needed you, and then when you were needed no more, poof, you know? <laughs> that's when it came. That's when it woke itself up. Um, I have one more, uh, one more work story. Boy, this is a, um, so I think I mentioned before, that I used to travel around the country for an electronics company, computer company that I worked for back um, for almost uh, almost thirty years, and one of the one of the jobs was to go to these various um, companies, these OEMs, which is um, original equipment manufacturer, and set them up to fulfill orders that our customers would place. So if you place an order from this particular company I worked for, for example, the item that you purchased didn't come from 
our company. It actually came from the manufacturer, and they would ship it on our behalf. And everything would look like our company, would have a company name on it, all that. So my job was to go out and train these people on how to fulfill our orders in all of the specifications and things that we uh, that we were contracted to, or we had contracted them to. And this um, one particular uh, company down in uh, Texas that we traveled to, and my and our Texas listeners are going to know. I think they're going to remember this story. This particular company um, was responsible for some very high, uh, high end, very expensive electronic equipment that they manufactured for our company. So they had to build this secure area with these, um, these like steel cages, these fences that went from floor to ceiling, and they were huge. And they would probably put maybe 15, 20, 30 workstations inside this cage with all the tools and all the parts. And there was a metal detector and all this other stuff that, that uh, people would have to go in and out of to make sure they weren't stealing some of this stuff. It's very high-end. I think there was some gold involved in here, silver, stuff like that. Very high-end uh, electronic equipment. But they didn't pay the folks very much at the time, I think they were paying close to minimum wage, just above minimum wage, um, which wasn't a lot back in the '90s, and especially in uh, in Texas, it was a little bit, a little bit, a uh, little less than it was here. Um, but nonetheless, to do this kind of work, they were paying it what we felt was an was was an underpayment, right? So you get what you pay for, essentially. So they went out and they hired a bunch of people, literally off the street. And there wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't, you didn't have to have college degrees or anything. It was very simple work. It was simply assembly type work where they would be putting things together or repairing things and whatnot. So they had various tools, screwdrivers and scissors and hammers and things like that. And of course, the equipment itself. What they went out and they did was they hired two rival gangs (laughs) and had no idea that's what they did. (laughs) <laughs> so on this particular day, and I I don't recall how long they had been working together there, but there had been some scrums, I guess, in the parking lot that I had heard about. So when I got to this particular company, and, and most companies, electronic companies, and, and a lot of companies that have expensive equipment nowadays have security guards, and you have badges and things like that, and... uh this particular company's security was the police department, which I found interesting. It's actual detail officers, armed police, were the security. And this particular day, I'm, I wasn't working in the cage. I was actually working on another side of the building when we heard this commotion. And... So keep in mind that they were not just checking to make sure people weren't stealing things. They were also making sure that people weren't bringing weapons into the building, hence the metal detectors. And in some cases, the pat-down. Well, they didn't need to bring weapons in because we supplied them with everything they needed. Screwdrivers, hammers, X-Acto knives, 
computers, and this gang war took off <laughs> in what we could only be described as a WWE cage match. So we heard the commotion. We ran out, and there were people trying to climb out of the cage. They were beating each other with these hammers and screwdrivers and stabbing them with the exacto knives. And the officer was in the office. And we go in there and go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm not going out there. Are you crazy? I'm the only one here. He's calling in for, you know, he's calling for, yeah. for backup. 60, That's solving his problems. 66 people went to the hospital <laughs> that day. I'm, I'm chuckling, but it, it's really not funny. <laughs> 66 people. And I don't know how many got arrested. Needless to say, the company shut that down, our company shut that down, and forced them to pay a wage a lot higher, and we brought in a lot more, uh, a, a lot of um, yeah, little different people that, different cli- different type of people that, that actually did not, you know, but <clears throat> it was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I go back there probably a month or two or three later, <laughs> and the same security guard, the same office, police officers there, and we were kind of going, wow, what a, let's hope my last trip, was, this trip isn't like my last trip. And he goes, oh, you missed it last week. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you remember so-and-so, that manager, supervisor guy? I went, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, they didn't like him. I'm going, well, what happened? He goes, they came in and they blew up his car in the parking lot. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? He goes, no, they torched yeah. it. They threw a Molotov cocktail in the guy's car and shot it up with an AK-47 or an IER-15 or something. <laughs> I'm going, where were you? He goes, Jerry, I was under that effing desk. He goes on the phone calling for help. <laughs> he goes, I got this little pea shooter here, and they're out there blowing things up. He goes, I ain't going out there. I'm like, holy crap. So I miss those days. <laughs> <clears throat> but can you imagine <laughs> two rival gangs in the, and put them in a cage? Whew. I, I wasn't. I think I retired. From so the for our listeners out there, just in case you think, yeah, for the for our listeners out there, just in case you think you have a toxic workplace, you don't know what you're talking about. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen some things in my life. That was the crazy. That's one of the craziest things, if not the craziest thing I've ever, I have ever seen. And I, and you know, I couldn't even exaggerate that if I wanted to. It was, it was crazy. And and again, we have listeners who, um, uh, from Texas who, uh, who, who, who uh, that I worked with that probably remember that story. Um, so thought I'd, uh, thought I'd share that's that. That's wild. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I probably ought to clarify. You know, I said, for those of you who think you have a toxic workplace, you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you do. Um, uh, send us a story about it um, in, uh, in the link to the podcast. We might have you on to talk about it or maybe share your story on the podcast. But um, I didn't mean to assume that everybody had sweet, nice office desk jobs, but, um, yeah. Maybe we'll so, give a prize if somebody can top that and prove that. Like, yes. With yeah, a news article a, yeah. or something. Um, you know, we don't, we, we hope nobody, you know, we hope nothing like that has happened. Obviously we don't, you know, we don't want anybody killed, but strangest, strangest things. They can email us with that information as well, right? It's another Sunday podcast at gmail.com. Well, that's going to do it for this this episode. Next week is more of a serious episode. Um, 
folks can tune in um, and listen to the um, the episode uh, that drops on September the 12th, um, which is our episode on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks on our country. It'd be uh, certainly a lot more serious than this episode. We'll share some stories with um, where we were, what we heard, what we did, and some other um, facts and figures about that. So be sure to be sure to tune in next uh, next Sunday for that for that episode. And if you folks listening uh, would like to be on the show, have an interesting story, or like as Eric mentioned before, you have a a, a work story, a horror work story, uh, or something funny, and you want to be on the show, please email us at it's another Sunday podcast at gmail dot com. We'll be happy to have you on the show. And if you like what you hear and you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Send it out in your social media. Email it. Word of mouth advertising helps us a great deal, and we do appreciate it. And with that said, Eric, I give you the final word. Roll Tide. Roll with the changes. It's another Sunday podcast. It's produced and directed sometimes by Eric and Jerry. Music is composed by Tom Blaze. Also performed by Tom Blaze. For more content from Tom Blaze, check out his YouTube channel. That's going to do it for this episode of It's Another Sunday Podcast. Please tune in next week for our special September 11th episode. Once again... Thanks for listening.